listen to me, listen to me real good. I've told you once, I said it a thousand times. You get out of those pagan, satanic, religious, Christian churches. Christians do not follow the commandments of the Bible. Christians do what they want to do. They make up their own laws, their own rules, and their own regulations. Come out of her, my people, and come out from among them. And it's real simple and easy to ascertain who are these people you need to come out from. Easy. Number one, if they keep Sunday, that's an automatic sign that you need to not have any fellowship with these commandment-breaking, wicked deceivers and seducers and bewitchers of the truth. Simple. Hebrews 4.12, the word of Yah is quick and powerful, sharp and any to a sword, piercing even to the dividing son of soul and spirit, and is a, of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the keyword thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word just got finished discerning you whether you understood it or not. Yeah, it did. Everything that you thought that you understood and knew in the word, you just got finished having it discerned. The word did. The word looked at you. It discerned your thoughts. And it checked every single one of them. Yeah, it did. Hallelujah. And I'm going to bring the fire. I'm going to bring the fire, the fire, the fire, the fire. And the hammer. The word is like a hammer. Now, think about some of these institutions that they call teaching you biblical truths. What kind of hammer did they give you? They gave you one of them little Nerf hammers. You know, them little Fisher Price Nerf hammers. Pop, pop. You know them little bitty children be playing with little plastic hammers and Nerf hammers. That's what you call a hammer. I'm bringing an anvil. <laughs> All right, listen to me, men. If I give you guidance, it'll always come with a challenge to your heart. You'll be exposed to temptation in the spirit. You understand this? I will let you be challenged to see what kind of man you are. This is what's called proven, tested, and trying. You will learn yourself. You need to understand a lot of things that I say to you, you're not going to like. But after, what you need to do is just go and meditate and think for a while. Negotiate that obstacle. And when, it, when the dust is all settled and done, you'll figure out what just happened. A lot of times we're being tempted by the enemy at a word and not even knowing it. Deceptive communication, masquerading speech, communicating deep hurts, but they are not revealed because we're not ashamed of our own weakness. Disclosure of real true intent. There's a spiritual language. Most people speak secretly from their fears and past hurts without telling you the challenges or the secrets of their hearts. Deliverance minister. As a deliverance minister, it's my job to teach you how to discern people and spirits. That's why it's important for you to communicate. You feel uncomfortable, you need to communicate with those who you trust. Are you following me? Now, y'all got to give me credit for something. You have to understand I've been a, a pastor, preacher, and teacher unlike the ones that you know of. I've been living this thing and been around the saints all these years. Are you following me? So I'm a little bit 
different pastor than you may be accustomed to. You follow me? We live in a world where knowledge is extinct, but spiritual discernment is not considered. In other words, they want you to learn everything you can. Get filled up with all the knowledge, but hey, forget about the spirit discernment. If you notice, hardly anybody deals with anything in the spirit today. And yet you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Spiritual warfare, are you ready for the battle? Psalms 119 verse 14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Notice, where were you made at? In the lowest parts of the earth. But yet you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Isn't that something? That means half of you come from this earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfected. Being unwhat? Unperfected. That's the reason why. Now that's the reason why I keep telling you. Look, if you can come from the state and realize and know that you're not perfect. And, and you understand what I mean? Then you'll have somewhere to go. But if you come from a position that you already perfected and stuff, you messed up. You leave no room for perfection. We all were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. That's the reason why we need his instructions, rules, and guidelines. So we can remove out of us, purge out of us, all the things that is contrary to him. Because nothing that offends is going to enter into his kingdom. Now, we may take that at face value and not be serious about it, but yet I assure you, he's very serious about it. Are you following me? So if there's any offenses in you, you better start removing them, okay? Which were continuance, uh, were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Before your father and mother knew each other, Yah already knew you. Are y'all listening to me? That's why... You know, you need to know who your father and mother is, especially when you've been born again. Yeah. Jeremiah 1.4. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. That's what he told Jeremiah. You didn't know it, but I knew it before you was even formed. Huh? He's omniscient. He knows everything. That's why he can say that. The devil ain't. Then said I, O Yahweh Elohim, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. But Yahweh said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send thee, and wheresoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Notice, to where he sends him. You're not going where you want to go. You're going to go where he sends you. And whatever he commands, you're going to speak. Be not afraid of that what? Do you ever take account of some of the faces you make when I talk about certain things? Yeah. Some of you look worse than a stone. You look, you look soulless. Hard as an adamant stone. That's why the Father said, Be not afraid of their faces. I am with thee to deliver thee, save Yahweh. Then Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Now you know Jeremiah's in trouble. Nobody would dare rise up against the Father, but we sure will rise up against a man. Not realizing that you're actually resisting the Father. See, 
the prophet Jeremiah had Yah's words in his mouth. And look what the people did to him. So if they beat Jeremiah, what would they do to the father if they had opportunity? That's what they're doing anyway. See, I of this day said thee over the nations, 110, and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. How is he going to do all that? With his word. Y'all have to understand. Israel went into the Babylonian captivity because they refused the words of Jeremiah. Well, there I is. One Yah is ordained for this generation to tell the truth of his words to his people. The attack. The reason why the enemy attacks me so greatly is because of the word. I don't receive any attacks because I've done anybody wrong. There's not a person in this world that can tell you I've done them wrong. I get attacked because of this. The word I'm delivering to you exposes the enemy that desires to continue to hide within you and others. If you're not fighting, you're losing. You ever heard of fight the good fight of faith, lay a hold of eternal life? If you're not fighting Israel, you are losing. Seeing the devil wants what you to see. Whatever that made sense. In other words, the devil, he bites on your eye, he bites in your mind, somebody spits in your ear, and then he, the words, has you to see what he wants you to see. But your sight is influenced by a devil. So your vision is truly impaired. All right? So we're going to do a little bit about spiritual warfare. I need y'all to pay attention, all right? Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brother, be strong in Yah and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Yah that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Notice the devil ain't coming talking like gargoyles, gargoyles and everything, spitting everything and stuff. He uses deceptive ways. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, this world, spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, have your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. And that's what you need. You need armor. All the armor's for the front, none for the back. Are y'all hearing me? All right, you need armor to withstand. And the devil is not using nuclear bombs. He's using deceptives and deceptions to get a hold of you. Ploys and tactics against the mind. Rejection. The voice of rejection says you are not accepted of Yah. Be careful. Rejection is a very wise spirit. It plays reverse psychology on you. Some of you, it's very hard to get to give you a, a direction. Many of you are so offended. Pay attention to this word right here. Offended, you cannot take correction. So you have built up walls. You have walls built up in you. You hear that? It's hard to give you direction because you're so offended. When you're offended, there's offense insulate you from direction. And you can't receive correction because there are walls built up. Proverbs 15 10 says, Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall do what? Shall die. If you hate reproof, you're going to die. How many of y'all know when you come to assembly, you're going to get reproved? You're going to get rebuked. Matter of fact, the instructions teaches us, according to what the emissary gave to one of the disciples, it says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove and rebuke. That's the first thing that should be accompanying a word. Yes, 
rather than people trying to gain you so they can get in your pocketbook. Hallelujah. So if you hate reproof, you shall die. The labor. We should be laboring to understand what we already accepted, that we are already accepted by Yah. Do you understand that? You need to come from a position. You're sitting here. Uh, you love Yah. You need to be laboring towards that acceptance. Are right, you following me? You are already accepted, so labor and be at peace with that labor. Are right, you are not trying to be saved. Are right, you You are in salvation as long as you're walking in the course. This is what will bring about a deep appreciation in serving him is when you understand your position and where you are. Jeremiah 7, brother, same verses 21 through 28. See, we receive rejection because we refuse righteous correction in our life. Do you understand that? That's when we receive rejection. Rejection, you know, it's hard for you to get delivered of rejection when you're dealing with certain spirits which we're going to visit. So many times we want to try to go after rejection when we really truly need to start dealing with these other principalities before we even get to rejection because these spirits actually protect rejection. It's going to make sense as we go on. Jeremiah 7, verse 21, read, bro, saying. Thus saith the master of hosts, mm -hmm. Elohim of Israel, mm -hmm. put your burnt offerings unto your sacrifice and eat flesh. For I spake not unto your fathers, nor commanded them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing commanded, commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your Elohim, and ye shall be my people. Now, the only time that we are his people and he's our Elohim is when we obey his voice. You know that word obey is a cuss word in this society. But we need to obey in order to be his people, right? Obey his word, read. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you. And walk in some of the ways or all the ways? All the ways. Man, do y'all think we'd be kidding and playing games when we give you y'all's instructions on the way we should carry ourselves, how we should go and what we should be doing? No, we're telling you the truth. Is that what we're doing? We're telling you the truth, the way you should carry yourself and behave. You haven't studied this out to see if it's so. Are you following me? You haven't investigated. Think about this. If you have an offended spirit, you hear something up here that's being saved to give you correction, instruction in the way of righteousness. How much investigation are you going to go and look in to see if it's so? When your heart is already defiled towards the wicked way, you're not going to go and investigate it. You have no, no ambition whatsoever, no motivation whatsoever at all to do it. Yeah. Is that making sense? That's why you need to know what's going on inside of you. Read. That it may be well unto you. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart. Notice, they walked in the counsel and imagination of the evil heart. In other words, whatever thoughts, whatever impulses, whatever came to mind, that's what they walked after. They didn't care what the word says, whatever come up in their mind is what they walked after. That's the counsel that the people obeyed. How many times you hear the word, but then you have this voice without breath and strength and power speaking to your mind, thoughts, and you obey it more than the word that is written? How many times you submitted to that? When are you going to learn that you've submitted to the wrong voice when it's going contrary to what that word is saying? 
So that's what y'all are saying. These people walk in imaginations and counsels of their own hearts. Read. And went backward and not forward. And they didn't go forward. They went away backwards. Come on. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt. It's amazing how every time you turn around, he's always reminding us of going back to Mizraim. Now there's a reason why he does it. Why? Let's read on. Unto this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants, the prophets. Isn't that something? Even way back then, from Moshe up until this point, I have sent to you, Israel, all my servants, the prophets. Read. Daily, rising up early and sending them. Now see, what we don't understand today is that he sent prophets back then, right? But this is the same prophet that he is speaking through, saying later on, saying, what I'm going to do is give you pastors. The pastor is a little bit more softer form of deliverance than a prophet. Everybody say, well, damn, I'm waiting for the soft one because you ain't it, Pastor Dow. <laughs> I ain't nothing like Isaiah or Moses. You might think I am because you're in this wicked and perverse generation. But boy, you look at Elijah and Samuel, Y'all better thank y'all for pastors. No. Well, dang, Pastor Dow. Remember, he said, I've sent you these prophets, my servants, from Moses up till now. And we cut it a fool. Now I'm giving you pastors according to my heart. You're still cutting the fool. Read on. Yet they hearken not unto me. You still ain't going to hearken, read. Nor incline their ear, but hardened their neck. What did they do with their neck? Hardened. They hardened their necks. In other words, the more they heard the word, the harder their necks got. Read. They did worse than their fathers. They, wait a minute. They did worse than their fathers? Yeah, because each successive generation doesn't get better. They get worse. Wax worse and worse. Deceived and being deceived. Read. Therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them. Y'all say you know what since they're getting hard headed and stiff neck and everything else guess what I got a word for them. Read. But they will not hearken to thee. But I'm going to tell you right now they ain't going to listen to whatever you say. They ain't going to hear what you got to say. Just speak it though. Read. Thou shalt also call unto them but they will not answer thee. They ain't going to answer. They ain't going to answer. How many times the word come forth and you sit there speechless, mute? You know it's the truth, but you just jacked up on the inside. You ever dealt with that before? Now you know what the prophet talking about. Because the, the Bible, the instruction teach us that to acknowledge the truth and hope to be godly. Yeah, it does. And a lot of times this word comes and it finds you out, hits you right where your spot is, and all of a sudden you ain't answering either. Yep. They ain't done doing the sun, same thing taking place. Read. But thou shalt say unto them. Say it. This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of Yahweh their Elohim. Hmm. Nor receiveth correction. Nor receiveth what? Correction. correction. Read on. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Do y'all think that the truth is perished and cut off from the earth now? Huh? We're fortunate to even receive a morsel of it. Why should he speak to us? Think about it. Why? Look at yourself and judge within yourself. Why 
should the Father speak to you? What have you done so magnificent that he'll want, he'll want you, he'll want, you'll want him to speak to you? Do you actually really truly think that you deserve the Father to speak to you? What the hell's wrong with you, dear, since you can answer your own mind? You ain't got far to go where you know the correction is sitting right there in front of you. See, so what he said to them, same thing applies to us. Read. That's it. Oh, that's it. Work. Without deliverance, you're refusing to work to perfection. Philippians 2.12 says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trembling. That's why I said last night, when you got people that have just stopped in deliverance, they stop working out their salvation. Because don't tell me we ain't got plenty to be delivered from. They'll stop. Literally. With fear and trembling. For it is Yahweh's work within you both to do and to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, the whole thing is the reason why is that the Father is trying to sanctify us. Because he wants to do his will and pleasure through you. But what do you want to do? Your will and your pleasure. Tell the truth. That's why you have difficulty of the Father using you. Look what it says. For it is Yah which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But now you've got to ask yourself. What do you want to do? His will or your will? Then ask yourself, what do you do? You have your answer. Do all things without murmurs and disputings. Well, I'll be glad when we get there. That sure be nice when we get to that point. Without murmurs and disputing, all things. Hebrews 4.11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Notice, in order to get peace, there's a labor that must come forth first. You got to labor to enter into this rest. Yeah, you do. Lest any man fall off the same example of unbelief. What? Belief. You have to labor to keep the commandments, keep the Sabbath. You have to labor to enter into just a peace and a contentment of the Father. As long as you're resisting and fighting, you ain't, there's no rest to the wicked. No peace to the wicked. So if your mind is still all disturbed and messed up, your life is in a shamble still, you can still be in tribulation and persecution and still be at peace. Yeah, he will. That's how, that's how powerful he is. Again, refusing to sanctify yourself is to refuse the work, which you are a living example of unbelief because you reject the word, meaning instructions, which will bring about a life of peace. Obedience. That's another cuss word in America. We live in a world that does not want to obey the scriptures, but everybody wants to inherit the kingdom in their disobedience. That's a sad state of mind. Is that you? Uh oh. See what Jeremiah, what, what y'all told Jeremiah? Oh, you tell them, but they ain't going to answer. Hmm? No, they ain't, ain't going to answer. Don't be afraid of their faces either, because all they're going to do is sit and look at you. 
Everybody wants to inherit the kingdom, but they don't want to be obedient. If you're disobedient now, what will happen if you get to the kingdom? You'll do everything you can to trump y'all's laws. First Samuel 15, 22. This attitude has been dealt with before. And Samuel said, Have not Yahweh his great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices and obeying the voice of Yahweh? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. To obey, to obey, to obey, to obey, to obey. Why is it so difficult? Do y'all believe I would tell y'all anything wrong? Then why is it so hard to obey then? If someone has rule over you, do you believe that they have rule over you for your destruction? Why is it so hard to obey them then? Why? Why is it so hard? Huh? Why do we sacrifice for obeying in order to run to disobedience? For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected, thou hast re the word of Yahweh that's telling you something. You're experiencing rejection in your life is because you've rejected Yah's word. He has also rejected thee from being king. He rejected Saul from being king. Are right, you following me? Because he rejected the word of Yah first. He had already accepted him and proved him of being king. He already accepted him and proved you of being a saint. It ain't until you're in it that you reject him. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. How many times you do that? Oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Give me time. I'll come to it. Oh, ho, ho. All these excuses. For I've transgressed the commandment. You know, if you're committing adultery, repentance is what? Saying, I'm sorry, or stopping? Confessing ain't done you a damn thing if you're going to keep on doing it. Why would you destroy your soul? Why? You think about that. Well, I have sinned. That's the same. He acknowledges sin. Look. For I have transgressed the commandment of Yah and thy words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. That always seems to be the problem. Aaron said the same thing too, didn't he? Sure did. Got this gold through it in the fire and all of a sudden a calf jumped out of it. Golden calf came out of nowhere. Hmm? High priest. If a high priest could come up with that kind of ridiculous communication, what do you come up with? Oh, no, not you. This is the only reason why you have a slow to change to this Hebraic way. Because you care about what people think more than what y'all thinks. And because your life is lived in fear of what other people think. That's why you have difficulty obeying y'all. So then who is your God? You mean tell me you can't walk in peace in life unless you're accepted by man? You got a problem? Now therefore I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me that I may worship Yah. Isn't that something? 
In other words, he's making light of it. Oh, I'm sinning, no big deal, I'm sorry. Just pardon it and I'll go on and start keep on worshiping y'all. That's what Saul's problem was. He was making light of the commandment of y'all. And so what I transgress, hey, no big deal. Just go ahead and, you know, do, do the priestly duties. Let me do a burn off and I'm, I'm done. Hey, I'm good. And let's go on with life. Because you make light of y'all's ways, y'all's going to reject you. So you better get this before that point comes. It only took Saul a few times before he was cut off. Why do you think you get 100? Y'all hear that? If y'all judge his kings like this, how would he judge you? And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected, you have done what? Rejected. Meaning you despised the word of Yahweh, and Yahweh have rejected thee from being king over Israel. To defeat rejection, you must first defeat bitterness. So don't think about going after rejection until you get rid of this bitter heart. Envy. Jealousy. From working in your lives. Psalms 103 verse 13 said, As the father pitieth his children, so Yahweh pitieth them that fear him. Verse 14. For he knoweth our frame, and he remember that we are dust. Psalms 139 verse 2. Thou knowest my downsetting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Now, you know, before I go any further, y'all do understand that the Bible wasn't written in English, right? So whether you understand it or not, he wasn't in thee and thou and in un and an and in all this other stuff when the scriptures was written. All right, I need to bring it out. Just in case you think Yah is an English speaking Yah. Even though he can't speak at all. There's a, there's a serious reason for that. Believing that Yahweh, believing what Yahweh said about you above men. But remember this. He is talking about an obedient servant, not one who is walking in rebellion and trying to justify yourself. Psalms 139, Brother Saint, verses 18 through 24. 139, verse 18 through 24. Psalms 139, verse 18 through 24. See, Yah has already called you the apple of his eye. He has already told you what he has done with your sins, iniquities, and transgressions. The problem is that he doesn't have a people that is appreciative of what he has done. That's the problem. There's not a collective group of people that's walking in thankgiveness, thanksgiving, and thankful for what he has done. And I think that he should be deserving more of that, especially from those of us who have tasted and seen that Yah is good. Does that make any sense? Personally, I do. All right, read, Brother Shane. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Mm -hmm. Surely thou Will slay the wicked, O Yah. Mm. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. Mm -hmm. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Thy enemies do what? Take his name in vain. Come on. 
Do not I hate them, O Yahweh, that hate thee? Well, you see in the mindset of, of, of David, right? Read on. And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? Y'all hearing that? Now, the way that people rise up against Yah is by despising his word. Do you understand that? And you need to discern when people are despising his word because if you don't, you're going to get sucked into that deception and you're going to become a despiser of his word through relationships, friendships, acquaintances. People entice you to make light of Yah's commandments. David said, when these people transgress and break the commandment, I hate them. Read on. I hate them with perfect hatred. Y'all hearing that? Because what they're doing secretly is enticing you to remove you from Yah. That's why you need to know them that labor among you. And stop with all this feeling and emotion, friendship stuff, and see if these people are really truly keeping the commandment. You guard your heart and your soul, and you do it with all diligence. Are you following me? You don't believe how many people that have fallen out of Yah simply because they've chosen a relationship with a man or a woman over him who are religious in spirit, but they don't obey the commandment. Read on. I count them mine enemies. What did David count them? Mine enemies. His enemies. Read on. Search me, O Yah. Now, wait a minute. Y'all know I told you, hey, come on. If people are counting me as an enemy, somebody does nothing to them, then guess what? They should be your enemy. Bottom line. See, I got enough sense to know who my enemies are. They don't have to sit there and tell me. I just watch and see if they walk in the commandments or not. Oh, hallelujah. This is our secret. The question of the hour is this. What type of value do you put on your soul? You notice how sweet transgressors are? They're some of the people, man, you seem to get along with the best. Yeah, they do. They justify everything. Make light of everything. Try to make you think that things ain't as, it, it's, it's really not that prevalent. It ain't that hard, is it? Come on now. And they're walking in total disobedience to Yah's commandments. That's why your soul need to be knitted to the Father and his word. You hear that? And you do that, number one, by knowing who you are. When you become an obedient servant, when he gives you his ruah. Does that make sense? Don't you be enticed by people. Friends, relatives, anybody who is trying to bring a language or cadence to you to make light of Yah's commandments and to move you away from him through transgression. You hearing that? Causing you to despise his word. Y'all hear me? Read on, Brother Shane. Search me, O Yah, and know my heart. David, even in all this that he's saying in his hatred that he hate them that hate him, he and he's, he's asked me, and I want you to search my intent. I want you to search my heart. I want you to try me. I want you to see if there's a wicked way in me while I'm saying all this. Read on. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. I don't know how in the world you can love somebody to hate y'all. I don't understand it. For the life of it. I don't know how somebody, because you never, have you ever noticed a religious transgressor never admits that he's transgressing? You ever notice somebody that is in religion's transgression that they ever admit that they hate Yah? All of them without measure, all of them say they love the Father. That's the deception. 
You can't pay attention to words. You have to pay attention to application. Blessed are not the hearers of the word, but the what? The doers of the words. These are the ones that are blessed in their deeds. You have to pay attention to what people are doing, not what they're saying. People do, will deceive you with words. Some people are so eloquent with words that they will have you turned upside down. They'll have you thinking that you done gone stark, raving, mad, and crazy. Yes, they will. You better pay attention to the life and not get so deceived by words. Read on. And lead me in the way everlasting. Is that it? Psalms 94, 11. Yahweh knoweth the thoughts of man that they are what? So what are your thoughts? The problem is, is when you still, after all this time and after all this teaching, you still believe that every thought that comes in your head originates with you. After being under this type of ministry, after being under this type of ministry all this time, and you still believe in that, you deserve exactly what you get. You should know by now that all your thoughts don't originate, it, that comes into your mind does not originate with you. Even though they sound like your voice. See, the devil can't deceive you with somebody else's voice in your head. He has to use you. He's not omniscient. Are y'all listening to me? That means he don't know your thoughts. Now, which I will uh, talk about this a little bit later, too. What he does is he submits suggestions and thoughts to your mind. For instance, Saul eyed David. You ever read that before? So when the devil sees you eyeing somebody, that's when he starts submitting thoughts and suggestions to your mind. He starts submitting these thoughts to your mind that sound just like you to confirm and justify your eyeing of David. Because he's not omniscient. He can't read your thoughts. Or he will pull a thought out of thin air, put these suggestions to your minds, and then he will sit back and see how you respond and react. Once he sees how you respond and react to his suggestion that is being admitted to your mind, and then you obey it, that's when you give place to the devil. Because having an evil thought is not sin. It's when you yield to the temptation of the evil thought. And now you need to know that thoughts are temptation. It's tempting you to sin. Are y'all listening? That's what thoughts do. That's what they're there for. They're there to try to guide you through life. By obeying a particular voice. Oh, y'all know the thoughts of man that they are vain. Understand that the devil does not know your thoughts. I just got finished covering it. <laughs> they watch your reactions. They submit um, thoughts to your mind, which they think you think they are your own. They lie and wait to see how you respond to their suggestions. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to head on myself right now. First Corinthians 15, 33. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners you hear something evil when you begin to doubt and doubts thoughts riding in your heart you need to know you just heard something evil you don't know that you don't have to know the meaning of the voice pay attention to your reactions are y'all listening you hear something evil the whole idea that evil is to submit thoughts to your mind to chart you to believe and think a certain way when Saul eyed David, he was eyeing him in such a way that he had never saw him before until envy 
entered into his heart. If envy is in your heart towards someone, what kind of thoughts would you have towards them? If you're bitter towards someone, when you look at them, what type of thoughts do you think the devil will submit to your mind? You see the reason why it's difficult, very difficult and hard to even become a friend with them? Because you've already have an offense built up in you. And now you start believing the thoughts that are going on in your head because of envy or bitterness or jealousies that has arisen in your heart. Because when you look at other people, you don't have them offenses communicating to you. Only to that one. And then the devil begins to make you hostile. He starts having you to withhold good because you are offended or you're envious or you're jealous or you hate them. Yeah, it is. But when you look at other people, you don't experience the same thing. Only that person. Does that make any sense? Israel. So a lot of times you're going around here picking fights with people who ain't never fought, fought with you at all. Simply because you haven't understood this spiritual warfare and how the war, the war that we're engaged in and the war that's being waged, you ain't paid too much attention to it. Not like you have that burrito. As much as you paid attention to that burrito and taco, boy, if you paid more, if you paid that kind of attention that what's going on in your head and in your mind, what kind of people would you be? You wouldn't believe how easy it is for the devil to deceive us to cause an internal warfare. All the time, when you really truly see, I have to counsel with saints a lot. And a lot of times when I get to the bottom line, I found out that these people created an offense against someone simply because they were envious. Oh, yeah. That person, when you get to it, they ain't done nothing to them simply because they was envious of them and jealous of them. I'm like, are you serious? The enemy end up throwing where there's no wood, there's no what? No fire, but he threw more wood on it because he had, I, had caused you to eye a person. You are already envious against. He threw a thought in your head. The thought confirmed your suspicions of envy. And whenever you look at them, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, you have this in your mind. Your thoughts are vain. Y'all knows your thoughts. And that they are vain. Y'all hearing this, Israel? So don't be deceived. The last thing the Father wants with us is to be deceived. The deceive is also being deceived it comes from the deceiver, Diablo, Satan, the adversary. Do not be deceived. Evil communication. Communication that doesn't edify. Corrupts good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not for some have not the knowledge of Yah. I speak this to your shame. Hear that? This is what people do not understand about this ministry. Because they have not the knowledge of Yah. They think that I am personally attacking them with this truth. I am preaching. And then they take it personal. See what happens is if you don't guard your mind. When I'm preaching and teaching. The devil will cause you to have an offense against me. And whenever you hear me preaching and teaching, he's already got a thought in your head before I even finish the words. This is how so many people fall prey to the devil. 
when you do a clear-cut investigation, interrogation, and you get to the bottom line of asking the reason why they're offended, they can't come up with nothing. But they're offended at the word. See, this is the type of, it ain't a game, it's life. This is the type of, of um, uh, thing that we're up against in this life with this enemy that is a formidable foe. Are y'all listening? Pay attention now. Y'all expect the preacher to rebuke, right? Then why get offended? You expect them to correct, right? Why get offended? You expect them to reprove, right? Why get offended? Isn't that right? Tell the truth, but we still do, though, don't we? Yes, sir. Why? Now, we, are we really truly offended at the preacher or are we really offended at Yah? They're his words. He touched Jeremiah's mouth and put his words in them. We're not, hey, we're not here to represent us. We're here to represent his truth. Not our opinion, his truth. Is that right? So you have to guard your heart. That's the reason why the instruction heart to teach us to guard it. You hear? 2 Corinthians 10, 2. I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence. Wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. How many people, you don't believe I had one guy reprove me because he thought because he heard me preaching and teaching, dropping damn ass in hell, that I'm walking according to the flesh. I said, man, you are dumb, dumb, ain't you? Huh? But you hear according to your understanding. So see how spiritual you are? Base thoughts for base people. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? They couldn't even really hear the instructions of life, what's really going on. What, I mean, come on. If a, if a preacher's going to preach it, he's not going to believe what he's preaching and stuff. He's not going to have any demonstration of being bold. But if he really truly believes what he believes and when he's preaching it because of what the word says, Paul said, I beseech you that I may not be bold, he will love to come in humility. When I am present with you with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some. Everybody is not uh, kicking against his word, sitting down on the outside and standing up on the inside when his word is coming. Some are. Are you following me? Which think of us as according we walk to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the what? Why? The conflict is going on right here. The word is coming. You're resisting. The the word is coming, you're accepted. There's a war going on here. Are you following me? And some people are taking this warfare personally. Think it's a war between me and you, or you and I. Huh? For the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal, but mighty through Yah to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down what? Most people believe every imagination that comes to their mind. Don't resist. Don't cast down. They thought it. They believe it. It's got to be right. Because they thought it. Got to be right. And most people function after that. And when you function after that kind of attitude, it won't take too long before you be offended. And when you are offended, who can say a good word to you? Who can win you when you are offended? See, a lot of this war that's going on today is simply because of offenses. Casting out imaginations and every high thing is all itself against the knowledge of Yah and bringing it into captivity. 
In other words, capture the thought, bind it up into the obedience of Christ. Check it, prove it, weigh it by the word, see if it's true. Most people don't even do that. We are so passive and inactive in our minds, it's a ridiculous. And having in the readiness to revenge all disobedience, you can't even fight until your obedience is fulfilled. <laughs> you hear that? Do you look on things in the, after the outward appearance? Do you? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, you know, everybody believes, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Yah's personal chosen. Okay, good, I believe that. All right, good, I accept that. Then let him of himself think this again that as he is Christ even so are we so good you're Christ I am too now what are we going to do for though I should boast somewhat more of our authority that's what Paul's saying I should boast somewhat more of what our authority he's basically telling people look I've got authority you don't I do that's what Paul is saying to the Corinthians more of our authority, which Yahshua have given us for your for edification. Why does he have authority? For edification and not your. But most people believe that they're being destroyed when they're getting this edification. And you are being destroyed. The old you. But the inward man is being built up if you will allow him. But you can't be built up if you are insulating the rebuilding of this temple by offenses. So stop taking things personally. Stop taking things personally. These thoughts are something else. I kid you not. And not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. Everybody's like, Paul talking all this crap by letters. <laughs> he sure is bold by letter. Huh? Can y'all see the puffed up ones? Oh, I hear what he's saying. How many times y'all ever hear me going to meetings and stuff and say, I'll be there. Make sure you're there. <laughs> Do you think I want to go there to fight? No, I don't want to go there to fight. I want to go there to edify. But damn it, I'm going to still be bold the whole way. <laughs> but now if you want to fight, damn it, we can fight now. But I ain't coming. I come there to war, good warfare. <laughs> I ain't threatening nobody. Hey. <laughs> Why don't I want to go and fight my people? The only ones I want to put to death are those of you who are trying to deceive the hearts of the simple. <laughs> Man, we need to wake up, don't we? <laughs> they're both, they're both, look at him talking all that crap. I ain't talking crap. I do make it. When I tell you I'm gone somewhere and I'm going to show up, you show up. And they always don't show up. I'm going to do this. I would do that. I'll do this and I'll do that. Okay, I'll be there. First thing I do, where they at? I don't know. I just like the devil, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And everybody think I'm coming to fight. Why, how'd you get that thought? 
Where did that thought come from? See what I'm saying? I'm here trying to save folks' souls alive through the word. I'm not here trying to damn or destroy anyone. What, what profit would that bring me? It's foolishness. But we still, if you're going to war against the truth, then we have to resist and fight back. Because if we just let you run carte blanche, you may take some casualties in this war. And we can't sit up and be having folks killing all saints through offenses. So Paul was saying that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters, for his letters, they say, say they, I mean, are weighty and powerful, but his body presence is weak. And his speech is contemptible. It ain't, it's, it's, it's a knot. It ain't worth nothing. I hear Paul talking all that smack through his letters and stuff. You ever seen him before? A little sorry, weak, skinny man. He ain't going to do nothing. Well, Paul has some words for that. Let such a one think this. Notice, he said, think. <laughs> think this. That such as we are in the, in, by, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are. Don't you think, what <laughs> bit, that I'm going to diminish one thing about myself when I come in your presence either. Whatever you see, the demonstration of it, when let us, you're going to see it in person. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. Most people don't even have enough discernment to know that you're actually against the devil and not against them. Yeah, right. yeah. But see, that goes back. It goes back to not obeying the Torah. When your soul is fragmented through many different illicit sexual relations, you've been lying to each other, telling each other all your God's thoughts. You expect you function out of the right mind. That's why the Bible says be clothed and in your right mind. They were clothed in their right mind. I tell you what. For we dare not make ourselves of number to compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. There's a lot of people go around boasting. Very few doers. People boast, man, they will have you think they put the moon on. They hung it up there. For we dare not make ourselves of the number and compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. How many people y'all know that all they do is talk about themselves? Puff up themselves. Lift up themselves. Then they try to play reverse psychology and say, that's all they do. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Anytime you're trying to compare yourself or measure yourself with another man, you have lost wisdom. But we will not boast of things without our measure. Notice, we will not boast things without our what? Without our measure. I only boast in things I know that I can do and can be done. Do y'all ever hear me get up here talking? So I tell you what, all y'all think you're something, huh? 
I'll tell you what, we'll go down here to the Atlantic and we'll swim across that thing. Let's see how bad your ass is now. You ever heard me boasting like that? Huh? I won't make it 100 yards and I'm going to drown. Because I may get out 100, but there ain't no guarantee I can get back. So I don't go boasting in swimming. Can I swim? Good enough to save my life. I don't boast in that. Does that make sense? You don't hear me challenging sisters. I dare you to come in here and try to cook better than me. Bring it on. I hear you talking all that smack. Bring it! If I do something like that, I'm boasting beyond measure. Am I not boasting beyond measure? That would be like me challenging LJ to a bass duel. I know how to play bass. But brother LJ know how to play bass. You know how stupid I look. Come on, brother LJ. You bring your butt down in from Washington. We're going to have it out. I'm a better bass player than you. I get up at my little romper room. Boom, 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 boom. He comes down. And I'm going to try to, you know what's going to sound like if I try to do the same thing? Folks going to be sitting there looking at me going, sorry, pastor, but you getting your ass whipped. <laughs> I don't boast in that. I'm about I live my life about edifying. I love to edify people. I have the attitude, I want you to be better than me than anything I am doing. But I ain't going to just give it to you. I want you to earn it. My hard secret intent is to say, I'm glad you finally made it. Yeah. So that's what Paul's saying when he's saying I'm not boasting beyond measure. Everything that he can do in the most high, he can do it. But other people who can't do it, take it as boasting. Ministries out there can't heal, so they take it as boasting. They were boasting. They can't cast out devils, so they take it as we're boasting. Are y'all getting this? But we're within our measure. We're not boasting of things beyond measure. Within our measure, like last night, there's all kind of stuff that Yah heals people of that we don't even dare discuss. Because some things are too ashamed to even mention. But we thank Yah for the victory. They thank Yah for the victory. You don't need to know. Is it going to help you in your faith any? See what I mean? Ah, hallelujah. So think about the words and meditate on. But we will not boast of things without a measure, but according to the measure of the rule which Yah have distributed to us. He gave it to us. So what are we supposed to do? Be like you lazy as hell and sit on it and do nothing? Or should we expand this measure that he's given us? You know, he gave talents to people. I told you, everybody has a talent. Some people just choose to sit on it. And when he comes, say, here go your talent back. Some people choose to expand it. Which one are you? A measure to reach even unto you. Paul's measure was to even get even deep down inside of you. This word of faith. For we stress not ourselves beyond measure. As though we reach not unto you. 
for we are come as far as to you also in what? You know how much of how intimate preaching is? Is when we can really get down into your spirit. That's only then and only then will you find out how much care I really truly have for you. That's what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. You want to know how much I love you? See how far I can reach to you in preaching. The revelation of y'all, what we're trying to get to you. Oh, hallelujah. The gospel of Christ. Not boasting of things without our measure that is of other men's labor. You don't hear me going out there telling you about what everybody else is doing and all this other stuff. We talk about what we're doing. But having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. Paul was a doer. To teach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to, your, to our hand. But he that glorified, let him glory in Yahshua. For not he that commended himself is approved. You know all these people that boast about themselves. Puff up themselves. You know they walk with a certain swagger. Nose always stuck up in the air. You know when I come in, look at me, notice me. Pay homage to me. Bow down to me. I remember some time ago, when I was on the college campus, right? And I seen this older guy. I said, well, he's got to be a professor. You could see pride oozing all off of him. Huh? Old ugly man, too. You could see pride move. He, he is an old professor, right? Driving around in his nice, nice little Mercedes. Lean back, head stuck up, looking around like this. I said, I wish I was standing over there and thump a cigarette on him. You don't know pride when you see it? And no, I don't smoke. I'm smoking you with his word, though. <laughs> but y'all ain't never seen some people are prideful? You, that same place, you'll see haughty women. Some women, I'm sorry, they just have really nice-looking bodies. And they know it, too. And when they know it, boy, they... <laughs> Some of them are so haughty that when they have that mask on, all they fake dyes, fake everything. Just artificial from head to toe. Can you imagine somebody being artificial from head to toe and being prideful? Ain't nothing real about them. Stand too, they ain't stand out in the sun too long, the booger's gonna roast. Gonna burn up. Don't tell me y'all ain't never seen somebody in pride before. You know when you see it. Male and female. It's a sickening spirit. As a matter of fact, you look at it and go, ugh. Yeah, you do. So you got people that approve themselves and boast themselves and think there's something when they're nothing. But Paul is saying right here, we are not him that commend himself for not he that commended himself is approved, but whom Yahshua commendeth. Notice, if you're doing signs and wonders, the Bible says, and Yahshua working with them. That's showing approval. Working with them. If you're not doing, Yahshua is not working with you. All you got is Gnosticism. James instructions. Listen to 
the emissary James. Who is a wise man and do with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his work with meekness of what? Wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and strife, but if you have bitter envy and strife, what we say that's going to keep you, make sure that rejection stay insulated in you, bitter, envy, and jealousy. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Don't try to deny it. Come clean. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So that means envy has a mask. Bitterness has a mask. I see brothers, man, all the time who have bitterness in their eyes and they're sitting up there putting on a mask and you can see it in them. It's only a matter of time before they blow up. You can see it working in their wicked hearts. What do you do? Praying for them, hoping they can get past it. For where envy and strife is, we have any envy and strife around here? Nobody answering. I hope we don't have any. What about out there? Y'all have any envy and strife working out there? Huh? Some of your home fellowships, your homes, assemblies, communities. You, do y'all have any of that? Envy and strife is, well, if you do have envy and strife in the area, look what the book says. There is confusion and every evil work. And that evil work is working in the ones who is promoting the envy and the strife. Some of you are full of bitterness. You're full of envy and you're full of jealousy. And you attack. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. You know, easy to talk to. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Most people ain't interested in peace. You know how grown folks act. They be mad at each other and stuff rather than trying to get themselves right. You know what I mean? With their brothers and sisters, they hold that wickedness and that hatred and that envy and that bitterness. They hold it in their hearts for days, weeks, and months. And you know what their excuse is? Well, I'm just going to give myself the time, get my little wicked heart right. All it takes is one time of hitting your knees and crying out and don't get up until change comes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but see, we're not interested in his righteousness. I promise you, you get your heart, you, you, you get on your knees and start crying out to the Father and don't get up. I don't care if it takes four days. Don't get up. You'll get up a changed person if your heart is right. James 4, verse 1 through 12. 
James 4, 1 through 12. Man, we're almost done. If I didn't spend so much time on Torah portion, we'd have been done. Torah portion. Well, I love the Torah until you preach it. <laughs> I'm doing fine with the Torah until you preach it. Why you gotta why you gotta use that kind of spirit when you're preaching, Pastor Dow? Because I'm mad. I'm angry, I'm upset. I'm jealous for y'all. Call righteous indignation. Read, Brother Shane. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Notice, he's not dealing with the world. He's talking about amongst the Israelites. If we got wars and fighting amongst us, where'd it come from? Where'd it come from if we have wars and fighting amongst us? Where he's going to reveal the truth, all right? Read. Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? Lust that war where? In your members. In your members. Read on. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. All this fighting in war. Expect for people to read your mind. Read. Ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Why? So you can consume it on your own bitter and envy and offense strife mindset. Read. That you may consume it upon your lust. So you can take advantage of everybody else. Read on. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with Yah? Y'all hearing that? Come on. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world. A friend of the who? Of the world. Read. Is the enemy of Yah. Y'all hearing that? And people getting mad at me because I'm telling them to come out of the world. If you're a friend of this world, you're an enemy of Yah. If you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of Yah. Is that what James the Apostle said? Read. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain? Now he's going to confirm this. Read on. The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy. I don't think it says in vain. I think it's trying to inform us. Read on. But he giveth more grace. More grace to who? Wherefore he saith, Yah resisteth the proud. But? But giveth grace unto the humble. He's backing up his words by scripture. Because the apostle is not saying, thus saith the Lord. He's backing up his words by scripture. Read on. Submit yourselves therefore to Yah. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to Yah. And he will draw nigh to you. Come on. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Cleanse your hands, you what? Ye sinners. You sinner, you mean your murderer's hands. Your murderer's hands of hate, strife, division. Yeah, envy, bitterness, jealousy. That's the hands he's talking about cleansing. Read on. And purify your hearts. And purify your hearts, all you bitter, envy, and murderous people. Love keeping contention and strife and debate up in the assemblies. Read on. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Purify your hearts, you two-spirited people. Be afflicted and mourn. Be afflicted and do what? Mourn. Ain't nothing wrong with being afflicted and mourn. Nothing wrong with it, saints. Nothing wrong with it. 
Oh, it may not feel good, but afterwards it will yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness in them that are sown in peace. Read on. And weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning. Let your laughter be turned to what? Mourning. Come on. And your joy to heaviness. Why in the world was the apostle talking like this? Because how in the world are you going to sit up here and play hypocrite? How in the way are you going to sit up and play like everything is all right and you full of bitter, you full of envy, you have strife, you got wars fighting amongst you, in you, among you, you got all this hell going on. No, you need to stop laughing and start mourning. That's what you need to do. You need to start getting down here to the altar and start crying out. That's what you need to do. That's what he's telling us. Read on. Humble yourselves. Do what with yourself? Humble yourselves. Read on. In the sight of Yahweh. In the sight of who? Yahweh. Read on. And he shall lift you and up. He's going to do what? Lift you up. Read on. Speak not evil one of another. Don't stop talking about each other. You ain't got nothing good to say as old saying. Go, don't say nothing at all. Read on. Brethren. Brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother. <laughs> Wait a minute. You that speaketh evil of your brother. And judges his brother. And you judging him? When's the last time you spoke evil to somebody? Anyway, read on. Speaketh evil of the law. Whoa. Now you mean to tell me that Yah has personally raised you up in this generation so that you can judge Yah. His Torah. Now you have become a judger of the law. Are you serious? You've got to be kidding me. Read that again. Read that verse again. Speak not evil one of another, the brethren. The instructions said you stop speaking evil to each other, which most of you women can't stop doing. You better stop. Read on. He that speaketh evil of his brother. He that speaketh evil of his brother. And judges his brother. And judges his brother. What do you do? Speaketh evil of the law. Wait a minute. Now, come on with it, James. Tell us what's going on here. And judgeth the law. You mean to tell me that in all this annual time that Yah brought you to this point so that he can raise you up to judge the Torah? Read on. But if thou judge but the law. If you judge the Torah, watch this. Thou art not a doer of the law, you're but not a, a judge. you do doer, but a what? But a judge. Now you see the reason why people can't submit to the law? Because they've made themselves judges of the law. See how foolish people are today? See how dumb, stupid, and ignorant people are. They're going to sit up here and, and, and go against anything that is written in the Torah and raise themselves as, up as judges. Well, we're going to see how high lofty their opinion is when they stand before the de-judge. Read on. Look what James says. Read. There is one lawgiver. And it ain't you. <laughs> and it is not I. There's only one. He's trying to bring us into right thinking. Read. Who is able to save and to destroy. And it ain't you. You need to come to that reality. Read on. Who art thou that judgest another? Who in the world are you that judges another? Read on. That's it. And, and keep reading though. I like this part. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then 
vanisheth away. Now, how in the world are you going to sit up there and make plans and do all this and do all that, and you don't even know what tomorrow going to bring? Let's get back to this judge. You ain't no judge. Have we just not got finished dealing with a bunch of people that are judging Yah's Torah? But see, because they don't place this word in their minds, in their hearts, is up. they don't know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. But they don't know what they're doing because they're too lofty and too prideful and too lifted up. Can you imagine mere man believe that now he is greater than the Father, that he himself can actually judge the Torah? He sounds like some of these stupid Jewish rabbis that says that a rabbi debated Yah and he won. They believe this junk. Is that not foolish and stupid? A created being. I'm finished. Hebrews 4.14. Seeing that we have this great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Yahshua, the son of Yah, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest that which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. That let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Why? On the behalf of what he has done for us. That we may find grace in a time of grace. That we may find grace to help in a time of need. Do you understand that? I hope that y'all enjoyed this message today. That was quick, wasn't it? I was looking for it earlier. Don't know what I think Ariel started fooling with it. I blame him, man. Might as well blame him, man. Huh? He ain't got no voice. Ain't nobody hearing his side. They just hearing my side. So what else are they gonna believe? <laughs> Hallelujah. To cap this thing, let us walk circumspectly and not as fools. Let us be wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now y'all hear me, Israel? Y'all loves us. I'm telling you. You think about the rich word we get preached and taught. You think about it. I mean, we have got a serious, we have to be y'all's people. With the kind of word we getting, we have to be y'all's set apart, sanctified, chosen people. So he's, he's no doubt he's planning on doing something with us. And I know what it is. We have an expected end. We have an expected end. Hallelujah. That's right. So y'all be encouraged. All right. I may, it looks like that's what the Father is doing, so I may say it, but we may have a couple of Torah portions in the morning before we even get to the message on Sabbath. Don't y'all love them Torah portions, though? They bring it out, don't they? They get to the heart of the matter. <laughs> don't they? Let us stand. Abba, y'all, we thank you for all things. We pray these saying, sink deep down in our hearts in the mighty name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. King coming. Y'all be encouraged. Uh-oh. Look at him looking.